0: Coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs, we have the one and only Jeff Skin Wade from the Eagle, from the Ben and Skin Show. We talk about the Mavs offseason. We talk about Christian Wood, Jalen Brunson, and what is to come with this Mavs team potentially before the off season is over on today's Lockdown Mavs. And this is Lockdown Mavs. AK Mavericks are NBA champions. Don't believe you shouldn't be here welcome to locked on maps this is one of your co-hosts half of locked on maps contributor to maps.com isaac harris and guys i'm missing nick i know you guys are missing nick because i see the i see the comments and i see the dms nick is just traveling the world right now just enjoying life uh he's he's over in europe i swear every. Every picture that he posts is just him and his wife at some coffee shop, just gallivanting uh, around Europe. So uh I'm jealous. I'm excited for him. If there's somebody in this business that deserves a break and deserves uh, to not be looking at a screen uh, for ever, it is Nick because he looks at a screen all the time and does awesome work with this network. And obviously with this pod, I miss him a lot uh today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online as you cover the season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts i do want to say thank you so much for everybody who has reached out uh over the weekend and throughout last week for the lineup of guests that we had uh you guys know this is not my full-time job uh this is a part-time job for me and, uh, obviously I have two little ones at home. So line it up a week of a guest like that last week was, uh, one of the longest weeks of my entire life, but I hope it was well worth it because for me, it was, I enjoyed talking with each of those guys. If you haven't, uh, went and watched last week, Bobby Corolla, Bob Stern from the athletic Tim Cato from the athletic, also Bob's from the ticket, uh, Jason Gallagher, uh, with the old man, to three Hallelujah. um, And then on Friday was Greg St. Jean, Mavs assistant coach. It's one of my favorite, low-key, one of my favorite episodes uh, that I've got the chance to do because he's just so smart. He's so easy to talk to, and I love getting a perspective um, like his on just the Mavs and the team and the roster and everything. So anyway, go listen to that. (laughs) Shout-out to all the girlfriends and wives who um, are missing Nick right now because – uh Nick posted a screenshot on Twitter about the girlfriends that are missing uh, Nick on the pot and I laughed so hard because I mean clearly Nick is the most the more attractive half of Locked on Maps but the girlfriends that are telling their boyfriends uh the wives that are like hey I miss missed uh, miss uh, Nick and uh, his hair man his hair just does it all so uh anyway uh love Nick miss Nick and uh yeah, hopefully he's back on the pod. I think by the end of the week sometime. I don't know the exact day. Um, just say subscribed. So if you're just waiting and you're like the guy who wrote me and like, hey, this pod's a train wreck without Nick, I'm like, hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guy. Um but uh, I have, I've gotten a lot of good feedback, too. But anyway, if you're if you're the train wreck guy, then uh, just check back in later on in the week, and uh, Nick should be back. But uh, I have a couple more guests this week lined up, especially this first half. Jeff Skinway today, a returning guest that a lot of you guys uh, have loved in the past, uh, and he, he's great. We've already recorded it. I, I really enjoyed the episode. Mike Shedd, the Shedder, longtime Mavs assistant coach, and uh, so he's back for tomorrow's pod. Uh, we'll see about midweek what Wednesday, Thursday looks like. I would see when Nick comes back, but I uh, might do a little Q and uh, I, th- I might do a solo pod just because, there's been so many things that have come out of these interviews that haven't gotten a chance to like process it and like talk it through. So I almost want to do a solo pod after all these are done, just to throw out different nuggets of things that we have learned over the past, at that point, seven guests and seven guests that knows what they're talking about, plugged in with the Mavs, different perspectives, all of that. So Anyway, I might do that. Might do a, I might do a segment of that about my favorite comments uh, from YouTube, DMs on Twitter, and tweets that uh, I've gotten since Nick has left. There's been some just, I mean, great ones, okay, so uh, that have uh, provided a lot of entertainment. Some of y'all just mean, all right? Some of y'all just flat out mean, but so many of y'all are so nice, and you give me hope in the world. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, today's pod, Jeff Skin Wade. We talk about a lot of fun things. We do talk about Brunson a little bit. I know there's some Brunson fatigue. I get it. Okay. I listened to him and okay. I almost want to share my thoughts on that, but I'll share it for the solo pod later on this week about him on JJ's pod and all of that. But Jeff skin, Wade was one of the first people I was listening to the radio show when he said, Hey, I don't think like he was, he was talking about Brunson not coming back. He was the first, one of the first people I heard say that. And I remember texting him. I'm like, you've got to be kidding. He's not going to come back. Uh, because Jeff so, you know, plugged in with the Mavs. So we talked briefly about that, but we talked about Christian Wood, kind of where the Mavs stack up in the West. Uh, he had a team in the West that he uh, believes won't be as good as last year that not very, very many people are talking about. And I thought that was really intriguing. Uh, but yeah, we talk about a lot of different things. And then we plug. he plugs an event that, that's happening on August 5th here in Dallas uh, towards the end. I want you guys, uh, if you can, try to make it to, uh, I guess that's coming up in, I don't know, two weeks two Fridays from now. But uh, anyway, hopefully this week is a good week of pods. We're here every single day, Monday through Friday. You guys know that. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, leave a comment below on YouTube. I'm so late to doing that. This pod is a train wreck. Oh my gosh. I'll leave a comment below and just leave a message for Nick and I'll just tell him to check the comments uh, on today's pod. So leave a comment below. Your favorite thing about Nick is what? I might actually put that. He might kill me if I put that on the YouTube. Like we always leave a comment, so make sure so people will reply to it. it helps the algorithm, whatever the crap it is. Um, but anyway, go down there and leave a comment below. Your favorite thing about Nick is blank. You can say his hair, just don't say avatar. All right, coming up next, Jeff Skin Wade. Man, I'm here with the one and only Jeff Skin Wade of the Eagle. Oh. Two to two to five. Yeah. each weekday right yes each weekday uh man you know the first i think the first time i ever heard your voice was y- you and ben were emceeing the dirk celebrity uh baseball softball game yes and i did i just saw you out there like walking around on the field and saying all these funny things and i'm like man those two dudes seem like they're so cool and uh <laughs> now i get to at least call you a friend and know who you are so thanks for hopping on
1: yeah, dude, it's uh, I'm you know I'm a fan of both you and Nick, and I like the way that you guys go about what you do, and um, and I'm I'm glad to see both you guys, uh, you know, growing in stature. It's hard, uh, it's hard earned, and and I certainly respect it.
0: So this Mavs off season, you know, it it starts off kind of before the even off season even started with the Christian Wood trade, and it's like. They trade these four guys into the bench, not playing much with the 26 pick, take the swing at Christian Wood. When that trade went down, what was your uh, thoughts on it?
1: Well, I was uh, elated for a number of reasons, and probably the main reason I should be most excited is the talent of Christian Wood. Um, But I was looking at it as more of like, hey, you've addressed a need in a way that nobody saw coming uh, utilizing what little assets you have. Right. Um, I, I loved it that, I loved it that he was an expiring contract with good numbers because if they do want to end up making another huge move, certainly, uh, you know, people are going to look at his contract as being valuable as being aggregated with something. If they did want to go that route, I do love getting a guy in the last year of his contract when he has something to earn and to prove. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the the talent aspect of it. So I thought it was an overwhelmingly positive move. But the thing that really stood out to me is nobody saw it coming. Nobody was talking about it. It happened during a time period where there's not a lot of NBA offseason activity. The finals were still going on. Um, yeah. So there was just a there, there's very little not to like about it other than, you know, everyone hates to see Boban go. But quite frankly, you know, you can't run your team that way you know it's yeah. good to have people like that around the the team I'd certainly support it I would love to have Boban back if he could go to another team first but there were very few uh downsides to that trade now I was also not in that camp of yes problem solved because uh he's he's got his share of warts but I also am a big believer that you know, if you're in a crappy basketball situation, it'll bring out the worst of your your behavior and your attitudes. And so it's easy for us from afar to make these judgments about what the Rockets were and weren't. But there's very few teams that are getting their ass kicked every single night that have people happy and buying in. And I watched that team play. I never had any idea what they were doing on offense. And when nobody's really trying on defense, then other guys are going to stop trying on defense. So, I think it's hard to evaluate a player in that situation. I just think the talent is there. There's some familiarity there. And, you know, it's a a great move. It's hard to really have any negatives about that.
0: BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information including live betting esports and scores and it remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcast news this season is the fastest and easiest way to check on in all your favorite sports and events including mma boxing and golf head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts you think if it happened like at the end we're kind of still in the middle of it kind of but Mm -hmm. you think if it happened last week the fan base we'll talk about some of the other stuff that's happened this offseason. do you think the fan base would have more of a collective positive feeling it almost feels like it's gotten forgotten about you know with everything that's happened
1: yeah i mean i think you know just kind of put it within the conversation of the order of operations i think the Jalen brunson uh defection kind of soured that for a lot of people. Because I think there was probably a widespread belief going into free agency that Jalen Brunson was going to be back here. I didn't think he was going to be back. By the time we got to the end of the run, I thought he was gone. Um, but um, I did. I, I very much thought that there would be a sign and trade. I was disappointed in that. Um, and we, we can get into the Jalen Brunson conversation in a minute. But I think, you know, there's so much talk about Uh, salary cap and what you are and and aren't allowed to do. And I think, you know, even, you know, the casual fan at least understands the way those mechanisms exist and they can go read articles and go, well, we lost him for nothing and we can't replace him. And that's a, that's for any team situation, that's a bad feeling. And I get that, uh, you know, being disappointing, but in the grand scheme of things, I don't feel like it's a huge setback. It's a disappointment, but it's not a huge setback for where this team is going, how they're going to go about getting there. And I think, to your point, if the Christian Wood thing happened after Jalen Brunson, people would be like, okay, well, they salvaged their offseason or whatever. Instead, because there hasn't been another move yet, which I think there will be, but because there hasn't been another move yet, all of the focus is on losing Jalen Brunson.
0: What was – well, just – go on with the brunson stuff right now i uh-huh. i was listening to i was so i was holding out hope you know about brunson coming back uh into the off season and i was listening to your show and you were one of the first people you're like yeah i don't think he's coming back you know it's like you had heard it or you know you'd based off some of the conversations you were having and i think i even texted you about I'm like oh my gosh like when was the first time that you kind of got that feeling based off your conversations, whoever that you didn't think he's going to be back.
1: Uh, I, quite frankly, I thought going into the playoffs that he was gone. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought, I just thought that I, I hate having this. This is almost like salary arbitration in baseball where you start pointing out the negatives of a player that you want. You know, and it's like, this isn't good for anybody. What a terrible process this is. But, you know, Jalen Brunson is a really, really good basketball player. And I'm a huge fan of his. And I'm probably very guilty of this. I'm one of these, you know, media members that if I really like the person personally, I probably overvalue him from a a sports standpoint. Mav State
0: Media. You are Mav State. We are Mav State Media. (laughs) <laughs> right, right.
1: So, you know, but I, I've always said this, like, I'm not a real media member. I'm uh, a very passionate fan that, that caught some breaks. Um, th- me and Ben both. I think we both look at ourselves that way. I mean, I went to, I didn't study journalism. I, I wanted to be a journalist when I left high school, but I didn't get a degree in journalism, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, but, you know, if you're, you, we know what Luke is amazing at. And we also know what some of his limitations are. There's no offensive limitations, but we know defensively, you know, he's never going to be a great defender. He can be a smart team defender when he's engaged and dialed in on those kinds of things. I think he's proven that. I mean, I think Dirk got a bad rap defensively because everyone thinks about him later in years where he couldn't move his feet. But truth be told, Dirk was a very smart team defensive player and made up for whatever his lack of lateral movement was. And I think, I think Luca can do those same things. Anticipation and basketball savvy can be a, a great asset for a defensive player. And he has that obviously in other worldly ways, but then you start going, okay, uh, how many other defensive liabilities can we have? If Luca's is going to be on the floor at important times, that's the, you know, I firmly believe that's the number one reason they traded Porzingis hmm. was that they felt like, unless he's a 5 he's a defensive liability and when he's a 5 on this team that's not great for Luca offensively and it's not great for Porzingis offensively so that's really what i think went into a lot of that decision making was Porzingis is a bad fit defensively next to Luca unless he's a 5 and he's probably a bad fit offensively as a 5 so now we're talking about fit we're not even talking about talent yeah. we're building this team around Luca So let's take that same conversation and apply it to Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a point guard. Jalen Brunson is not an off-the-ball player. And Jalen Brunson is six feet tall, okay, in a league full of, if you're a six-foot dude, you better be shooting threes. He takes, he doesn't make, he takes three three three-pointers a game. That's Mm -hmm. what he took. And so, and please understand, I'm not knocking Jalen Brunson. I really like the player. Yeah. Jalen Brunson needs to be a point guard running a team. That's not what he's going to be here ever. So then it's like, okay, what is a really good fit next to Luca? Well, it's be a six, five to six, eight guy that defends can do some secondary creating can knock down open shots. Okay. Well, Jalen Brunson is really good, but he's not those things. So how much is it worth my team to pay him? And I felt very confidently that the Mavericks did not think that in their system with the players that they need around Luca, that he was a 26 or $27 million player. And the second that you take a guy and you pay him above market value to keep Mm -hmm. him on your team is the second that his, his value plummets. Okay. So they, i they tried to trade Jalen Brunson before the trade deadline. That's common knowledge now. Why? Not because they didn't love Jalen Brunson or think he was a great dude or think that he would go do what he did in the playoffs. He's not a great fit next to Luka. And this team already has guys on this team that they're paying healthy salaries to that we can debate whether or not they're a great fit. So do you want to add another player to that and go way into the luxury tax, which makes it more difficult to do deals in order to stay in a certain place but it's not going to put you over the top and it's not going to quiet any of those questions of, are you building the right team around Luca? Like we can stand back objectively and start looking at all these things going, it really doesn't make that much sense. But what, where I think the real debate is, is, you know, should they have gone to him and maybe they did, maybe they didn't and said, we absolutely understand what you want to be. And we would love to put a deal together and get you in New York. That you know, and I don't know what those conversations did or didn't happen. It's it's absurd to me that knowing that New York had to get rid of salaries in order to do it, that they didn't just do a sign and trade with the Mavericks. That's like when I'm if I'm criticizing the Mavericks, I'm like they should have aggressively tried to do that from day one.
0: Yeah. And
1: so, but again, I wasn't sitting there in conversations. Maybe they did. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't think they did. But um, but that's how I evaluate the Jalen Brunson situation. Great dude, really good player, gave it, gave his all to the Mavericks. All right. And I so I any criticism of Jalen Brunson, I'd tune that person out as being a dumbass. Stop it. All right. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, it, he went somewhere that was great for him. Uh and and quite frankly, I'm very confident that a year from now we will never talk about the Jalen Brunson situation. I just don't think we will. I think the direction they're going, they're going to be. Uh, in really good shape long-term and we're not going to be worried about these things
0: all right we're going to take a quick break we'll be right back talking about brunson in the Mavs. okay so my whole thing with the brunson thing was you know fit aside my, my worry about it was and and honestly this and he's not dumb he's thinking this too is going back to the trading before the d- trade deadline and everything of all right if they if they don't believe he's the second star he for me is like all right he's going to be the the young piece of a deal to get the second star right so i like kind of went into the offseason that mindset of all right we got to pay him because we got to keep that asset because if we don't then how what is our pathway to the second star am i overthinking that should i no 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 i i don't think i don't think that's an invalid conversation you know the debate to me
1: i'm not i'm not please understand that i i'm I'm open to hearing these other things. I'm not saying I'm right on this. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I would, I would, my opinion is that the second that you pay Jalen Brunson $27 million a year or whatever it took to keep him with what New York was doing, it probably took what 28 million, 29, yeah. 30 million. That is that an it, asset? Yeah. Is that really an asset? Mm. That's a ton of money for a a good player. I think yeah. he's a good player. I've never seen him not play next to like one of the three best offensive players in the world. You know, I mean, what? Okay, what about the Utah series? Just okay. wait
0: until he plays with Julius Randle.
1: right? <laughs> Let, let's, but let's talk about the Utah series. And again, I hate this because what he did was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're it not criticizing. But, you're just, but, yeah.
1: but, dude, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Are, are, that's a that, that was a team that was going down. That was a team that really sucked on defense, and he exploited it as he should. That all that to me, all that does is reinforce what his good qualities are. But if you if you take away those first couple games, those numbers didn't translate to the Phoenix or the Golden State series. They're good numbers. Dude, he put up 17 a game. They're good numbers. Are those $30 million numbers? I'm sorry, I just don't think they are. And so the second that you give him that deal, I don't think he's very tradable. I mm. think, you know, the, the, the teams that will deal with you, okay, can now you can only trade him to the Knicks. I mean, is that the only team that you can do a deal with to, to, to quote unquote, move that contract?
0: Yeah. And again, we're talking
1: about a good player. And so I think that in the long run, that th- and again, this is why I like the Christian Wood deal. Christian Wood's a $14 million expiring contract that his numbers are 19 and 10. That is yeah. a lot of value and aggregated with other stuff. And I don't know what the path is, but I think if you look at, what the Mavericks were trying to do at the trade deadline and keeping Jalen Brunson nearby because he was incredibly valuable at two million dollars a year, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's an indication that they had some pretty lively conversations and got close on a few things. Yeah. Otherwise, they oh, there's okay. Uh, let's go ahead and give you this fifty-five million million dollar deal. If if Brunson did sign that, and here's a good <laughs> criticism of the Mavericks. They were trying to do something at the trade deadline right now they yeah. did do the porzingis deal but what else were they trying to do because to your point if they gave brunson the 55 million dollar deal he's an asset now they wouldn't be able to trade him for a year because when you do the extension but yeah. that would be thinking for a year down the road they had activity then that activity yeah. that was hot that determine hang on to Jalen Brunson at $2 million instead of sign him for 55 and sit on him for a year. And so for Maverick fans that are worried that we're not going to do anything, that's an indication to me that they were aggressively trying to do the things to get the people around Luca. That's going to make this fan base really happy.
0: So what's that next step for him now? Like you kind of alluded to it a little bit ago, you don't think they're done. You know, it, as far as another creator, ball handler, you know, how shocked would you be if this is the exact roster starting next season?
1: I would be. I wouldn't say shocked. I would be surprised. I, I for, I see opportunities with. Uh, I don't think the. I mean, would you trade Kevin Durant if you were Brooklyn right now?
0: How? No.
1: I, I wouldn't either. Like, what do you? No. I mean, he's a really good player with three, what, four years left on four his deal? Four Three years yeah. left on his deal. I mean, I get you're unhappy, but, well, you just want me to t- take some bad deal for you after I spent four years of my franchise catering to get you here, and now we're tearing it all down just because you're unhappy? Like, dude, they've got to get a good deal for him, and I don't know where that deal materializes, right? So the Brooklyn thing, I don't know that I think that's an opportunity necessarily there's a, if, if, if Utah's seriously going to move Donovan Mitchell, I think you can get in on that, not to get Donovan Mitchell, but they've got some players on their team that the Mavericks could absolutely use. That would address some problems and I think make some people happy. So uh, I think there are some opportunities, but if they do go into this season with this exact team, I mean, we know they need another creator. They absolutely do. Um, That's not even up for debate. Uh, So I think that that's going to be a priority. Um, I think there could be a small trade to address that, but I think they're probably most geared up for a big trade mid season. Uh, if the, if what they really need doesn't materialize. And I, that's why I keep talking about, there's a lot of expiring contracts. Um, it'd be great if New York would go, if they could take the restrictions off that pick, the 2025 mm. or whatever it is, the 20, what, what year is this 2023 pick? So then yeah, the 2025 yeah. pick comes into play. Um, so uh there's a few things that need to fall into place but i think there's some opportunities for them to get better and and the thing that i would say a lot of people you probably see us on twitter are like well what then what are they going to do and i'm like okay well give me all the thoughts that you had on the christian wood deal the day before it happened
0: before it, yeah
1: oh what you didn't know it was going to happen why are you upset about something that you What? don't get upset about the unknown yeah like they're working and and the other thing too is I'm, I'm a, a, a big Donnie Nelson fan. I've known Donnie a long time, and I think he made some really great moves. I think he made some mistakes, but he made some great moves. And I think it's hard to argue that if he just did things his way, we would have the Greek – we wouldn't have Luca, but we would have had the Greek freak, right? And the end of mm-hmm. Dirk's career would have been differently uh, – ended differently. But that's a different conversation. But my point is, whatever did or didn't happen with the Mavericks before June of last year, that doesn't matter now. If you to me, the only move that the Nico front office has made that's questionable was the small Sterling Brown move, and they've already washed that off their ledger. They turned yeah. that into part of the Christian Wood deal. So, I think the Reggie Bullock move was badass. Oh, I think yeah. the Morian Finney Smith uh, extension was great. I mm. think the Christian Wood trade has the potential to be great. I think the JaVale McGee signing. I I look. I think they're better right now than they were three weeks ago or four. That was,
0: that was one of my questions for you. Yeah.
1: So we're talking about uh, needs. They address their center position twice with two players that are better than what they had on the roster. And Christian Wood will probably play a lot of four. Uh, obviously, that it gives them flexibility with their lineups. They addressed a major need already. Now we're talking about offensive productivity that's not Luka. I mean, even when Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing poorly, he's 14 a game. So Mm -hmm. if we're just talking about productivity, they're better than they were at this point at the end of the Golden State Series, you know, health provided. So I don't see it this, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We lost Jalen Brunson. We need another creator. Uh, And I also think, you know, when we have this conversation, Jalen Brunson's tough-minded. Like, dude, he had some big shots. That guy took so much contact contact and fought through it. So we need to see if this, you know, uh, is this roster stays tough-minded. I have have a feeling that it will. Um, But but I think offensively, they're going to be just fine. And I would argue defensively, they got better um, by adding those big bodies and not getting uh, pushed around in, in certain situations. So I feel really good about the team.
0: What do you see them in the West right now? Do you think they're a play in team or top oh four, I think top four I think they're
1: I think they're in that I want to say four, but they're I mean, I I think they're probably in that four to seven range, would be my yeah. guess. I mean, I think the Clippers are the best team in the West on paper. Um I'm obviously Denver getting those ballers back. That makes them really, really good. Uh I there's a couple teams that I'm waiting to see on. I think everybody is rushing to make Memphis better than they are now. Mm. They they've got the wins this year, um, and and they should be uh, you know they should be applauded for that. They should get their 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 props. Um, but you see it a lot. I mean, I think you saw it with Atlanta a lot. Now they're different types of teams. Okay, the, the rosters are different. They play differently. But it, there was an assumption that Atlanta had arrived. They hadn't. They hadn't arrived. And so with Memphis, I look at them and I go, all right, they play together as a team. They play hard. They have a great system. Their coach is smart. There's a lot of things to like, but I don't believe that they're overflowing with top talent. I think quite honestly, from a talent standpoint, they're very similar to the Mavericks. You know, they have a generational player and then they have some other guys that play their asses off. And I think Jackson Jr. is probably the guy that has the most upside to get better. I mean, do you think, like, as you're looking at an elite team, do you go, hell yeah, Dylan Brooks, number two, let's go. I
0: don't
1: I know. I, don't, I mean, I think he's a good player. I'd love to have him. But I think Memphis is probably overvalued. That's my opinion. And I'm real interested to see what happens in Phoenix. I think yeah. there's a lot of mold behind the walls. you know. <laughs> so we'll yeah. see. We'll see.
0: All right. How's Rollertown going?
1: Uh, man, I wish I was there right now. I'm enjoying this, but you're wearing the roller town hat and you're making me think <laughs> I'd like to go, to go grab a beer. It's uh, I was a little worried because I don't know, do businesses stay open when it's 108 degrees, but, uh, we have been hanging in there really good. We got some cool things coming up. Uh, you know what? A lot of, uh, I would like to, do you mind if I promote something right quick?
0: Oh, please do.
1: Um, I know a lot of hip hop fans or basketball fans and, and, and watch y'all's, y'all's podcasts. Um, we're having a big uh event August the fifth. It's a Friday. Uh, we're gonna do the Bit and Skin Show from the brewery. We're gonna do our radio show from there. And then afterwards, uh, we're having a legit B-boy battle. Like some of the best B-boys in the area, some in the state are coming and battling for a thousand dollar cash prize. We'll have DJs on site. So we're gonna have a traditional B-boy battle. It's an honor of National IPA Day. We've got some new IPA releases we're proud of, and we're gonna have a sneaker pop-up courtesy of DFW Vintage Swap Meets. So if you're a oh, sneaker wow. head, if you're a B-boy, if you love hip-hop and beer, you're going to want to be at our brewery August the 5th to Friday. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a really, really fun
0: event. All right. If there's any uh, Lockdown Mavs listeners, I'm going to be there. All right. I'm let's going to go. this thing. I just want to know one of it. Um, so, yeah, let's meet up. Let's talk some Mavs. Let's have a beer. Let's uh, – I've – I've literally the last time I was there, I played a corner out front there. So, uh, and I got
1: um, to meet your kids. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of, I met your, I
1: met your wife before the Mav game, but I got to actually meet your kids. That was cool.
0: Yeah. And I love Salina. It's, it's a blast. I'm like, if I ever move out of, you know, DFW limits there, uh, I'd love to move up there. So it's well, cool. Day. Ben
1: is Ben's the mayor of Salina in his mind. So if you need a uh, if you need a concierge, he's your guy.
0: Uh real quick, what happened to uh, Luca's leg?
1: So just so we know, I, I realize I probably should have been better with that tweet. We're talking about my dog Luca <laughs> and uh Lady Luca dog chick. She was born with this uh platella uh or patella problem where it, her knee, her back right knee just pops out of socket. And so they were like, it's not that it's not common, but it's not uncommon for she's a golden doodle. So they're like, let's see how she grows. She just turned one and it was still happening. So we had to have surgery. So she's wearing a little doggy cast and she can't run or jump for for 12 weeks. So uh, it's uh it's a problem, uh, but <laughs> we will deal with it accordingly. So thank you. All for- right
0: well i appreciate it thanks for hopping on you've always been awesome to uh nick and i and just any advice and all that and super appreciate it and obviously talked about at the beginning on the eagle two to five weekdays you are the best you've been the best you're still the best so uh thanks for everything you're too
1: kind isaac anytime man really enjoyed it brother
0: all right see you soon